Welcome to Fair Folk. I'm Danica Boyce. Fair Folk is a radio show and podcast exploring folk culture and music from around the world. The show is hosted by Smithers Community Radio, CICK 93.9 FM, and you can find it at smithersradio.com and as a podcast on iTunes. This episode of Fair Folk, you'll learn why the Swedish will be wearing candles on their heads and dressing up as goats next week. You'll hear about St. Nicholas's past life beating and kidnapping children with his demon slave companion. And you'll meet St. Stephen, the first man to be stoned to death for bringing a rooster back to life. This is Triakel, the Swedish band, singing the carol Staffan Visa from Jantland. Staff. Han var en stalledräng, en stalledräng, en stalledräng. Han vattnar sina fålar fem. I rå, i rå, i rallara rara. Gåsa, låt oss lustiga vara. Julen gång om året är bara tri, trallara rå. Det vore och två, det vita, det vita, det vita. Det vore och så jämlika, i trav, i trav, i trallara rara. Gossa, låt oss lustiga vara Julen gång om året är bara tre Trallararå Det vore och två, det röda Det röda, det röda Så själv skulle skaffa föda I trav, i trav, i trallararara Gossa, låt oss lustiga vara Julen gång om året är bara tre Trallararå En äppelgrå, en äppelgrå Som Staffan själv skuri upp på I trav, i trav, i trallararara Gossa, låt oss lustiga vara Julen gång om året är bara tre trallararå Ack kära mor, vi lullan, vi lullan, vi lullan Låt oss få smaka julbullan I ra, i ra, i rallararara Gossa, låt oss lustiga vara Julen gång om året är bara tre trallararå Ack kära mor i raska, i raska, i raska Låt oss få en tår ur flaska I rå, i rå, i rallararara Gossa, låt oss lustiga vara Julen gång om året är bara tre trallararå Ack kära mor vid spisen, vid spisen, vid spisen Låt oss få smaka julgrisen I rå, i rå, i rallararara Gossa, låt oss lustiga vara Julen gång om året är bara tre trallararo Ack kära mor i huset, i huset, i huset Låt oss få se julljuset I rå, i rå, i rallararara Gossa, låt oss lustiga vara Julen gång om Now it's time for the Fair Folk Almanac, a calendar of forgotten holidays to help you get your feast on. December is packed with special events related to the folkloric elements of Christianity and other traditions. I will touch on a number of these feasts and festivals in this and the next episode of Fair Folk. First, 
The evening before St. Nicholas's Feast Day, December 5th, is celebrated in some European countries including Germany, Austria, Slovenia, and Croatia in a way that may seem unusual or even sinister to North Americans. Krampusnacht, or Krampus Night, is the evening when monstrous, demonic creatures parade through the streets and threaten naughty children with beatings and kidnapping. These terrifying demons carry a stick for beatings and a sack to put children in to carry them off. They wear black rags and chains and often have goat horns and terrible fangs. A run of the beasts happens in a number of cities on Krampusnacht, and the large collection of people in these monster costumes swig schnapps happily and swing cowbells to warn of their approach. In Italy, Sweden, and other Scandinavian countries, December 13th is celebrated as St. Lucy's Day. Lucy was a Christian girl living in Syracuse, Italy during the Emperor Diocletian's hunt of Christians in the beginning of the 3rd century AD. According to the legend, she brought food and aid to Christians hiding in the catacombs from persecution while wearing a candlelit wreath to light her way and leave her hands free to carry as much food as possible. In Sweden and Norway, she is represented as a lady in a white dress and a red sash with a crown or wreath of candles upon her head. Her feast day is also a festival of light, as December 13th used to be the winter solstice in Scandinavian countries, prior to the Gregorian calendar's use. Though other Scandinavian countries celebrate St. Lucy's Day, the feast is by far the most popular in Sweden. On that day, there is a large St. Lucy procession, where girls dressed in white go around town giving out ginger nut cookies and singing. In Swedish tradition, boys also participate in the procession, wearing white gowns and pointed white hats with stars on them, representing the star of Bethlehem. They are called star boys, or scharnagosser. Much like in the English tradition of wassailing, they used to go from house to house, asking for handouts, accompanied by a boy in a goat costume called a Yule goat. A popular theory for the origin of the Yule goat is that it is connected to the Norse god Thor, who rode in the sky in a chariot drawn by two goats. This particular goat had a reputation for rowdiness and for rudely demanding coins and alcohol from the houses the boys visited. In Stockholm in 1721, the practice of running around with star signs and a Yule goat was actually banned. Some of the Yule goat costumes would have a funnel between the teeth with which he could catch the alcohol fed to him in a container and save it for later. In the 19th century, the rude Yule goat's imagery shifted to one who gives gifts and was eventually mostly replaced by St. Nicholas. There's much more to the Yule Goat tradition than I can tell you here, so if it interests you, look it up. Star boys traditionally sing songs about St. Stephen, whose imagery is intertwined with the story of the Star of Bethlehem and the birth of Jesus. Here is one of those carols. This is Staffan Varen Staladrang, Stephen was a stable boy. Staffan var stalledräng Hållt dig väl fålen min Han vattnade sina fålar fem Allt för en ljusa stjärna Ingen dager synes än, synes än Men stjärnorna det blänka på himmelen Två devor och röda Hållt dig väl fålen min Förtjänt dig väl sin föda Allt för en ljusa stjärna Allt för en ljusa stjärna Det 
Allt för en ljusad stjärna Ingen lager synesen, synesen Men stjärnorna beblänka på himmelen Innan tuppen galet har Hållt dig väl förhållande min Han i stallet redan var Allt för en ljusad stjärna Hastigt lägger sadeln på Hållt dig väl förhållande min allt för en ljusad stjärna Skynd, häls och mössa Håll dig väl, fålandning Hundar och bössa Allt för en ljusad stjärna Ingen lager synesen, synesen Men stjärnorna blev blänka på himmelen Fram med hand till skogen var Håll dig väl, fålandning Innan någon vaknat har allt för en ljusad stjärna Horrar och kädrar Allt är väl förhållande min Hundarna vädrar Allt för en ljusad stjärna Dagen den lider Allt är väl förhållande min Håland hemskrider Allt för en ljusad stjärna Ingen lager synesen, synesen Men stjärnorna det blänkar på The next two songs I'll play are versions of a popular and fantastical medieval legend of St. Stephen, which goes like this. Stephen worked in King Herod's stables in Judea, and when he was watering the horses one night, he saw the star of Bethlehem. He ran to Herod and told him that a more glorious king than he had been born, 
and that he would be leaving his service presently. Herod, who had been eating a rooster at the time, didn't believe him, and said something to the effect of, "'That is as likely as if this fried rooster would come alive and sing.' So, of course, at that point in the story, the rooster flew up and sang, "'Christus natus est, Christ is born.' Herod got very angry, and ordered Stephen to be stoned to death. Therefore, St. Stephen was the first Christian martyr, that is, someone who dies for their faith. This is Esbjorn Hazelius with Witzkovlevisen. Walk a meadows for us all. 
Swedish folk revival group Folk and Raker with Utkomer Staffen. Now for another version of the same song about St. Stephen and King Herod, this one from the Faroe Islands, sung in Faroese. This is Carrie Sverison with Rudisar Visa. Sonon, vi det om 
runt han konung går i räver honom bält med ett långt Så jag för tannen konung går så pröv med ett långt och svajlar om honom. Bond och tar Stefans hand och fält och tänker Så konen går i honom Rått i bält Med ett långt och svajlar Om honom Stång går ut hans ej Och fäddel väl i lä Och This is Old News, where I share discoveries and happenings in history studies, archaeology, folklore, and folk music. This week in Old News, stargazers helped scientists to track down a freshly fallen meteorite in Western Australia recently. In a very rare occurrence, a group of researchers found the freshly fallen meteorite just a week after it landed. Most meteorites disintegrate when they hit the Earth's atmosphere or can be worn down by the elements once they land. Researchers tracking the meteorite relied on a combination of cameras and eyewitness accounts to locate the meteorite in record time. The fireball streaked across the sky on Halloween night, and the brick-sized stone 
was recovered on a piece of farmland shortly thereafter. They say it is in excellent condition for study. This has been your Fairfolk Old News for the day. The next track you'll hear is an early English-language carol describing the stoning death of St. Stephen. This time, more in line with the biblical account, he dies at the hands of Jewish authorities who had accused him of blasphemy. This is Magpie Lane with St. Stephen. St. Stephen was a holy man endued with heavenly might. And many wonders he did work all in the people's sight. By the Holy Spirit of God, which did his heart inflame, he spared not in every place to preach God's holy name. O man, do never faint nor fear when God the truth should try. But mark how Stephen, for Christ's sake, was a willing for to die. Before the elders he was brought his answer for to make But they could not the spirit withstand whereby this man did speak When this was told the multitude behold in him a light His comely face began to shine most like an angel bright Oh man do never faint or fear when God the truth shall try Mark how Stephen, for Christ's sake, was a willing for to die. Then Stephen did put forth his voice, and he did first unfold the wondrous works which God hath wrought in form.
The next song, performed by the group Noel Sing We Clear, combines three related St. Stephen legends, the carnal and the crane, King Herod and the cock, and the miraculous harvest. The carnal and the crane is a very similar story to the Swedish St. Stephen and King Herod miracle, but in this version, Stephen is replaced by three wise men, and the whole story is related in a conversation between a carnal, which is generally assumed to be a crow, and a crane. You've already heard the rooster story. So the final song, The Miraculous Harvest, has its roots in an apocryphal, that is, unofficial, gospel story about how Joseph, Mary, and Jesus, and a group of farmers tricked King Herod when he was trying to locate Jesus and presumably kill him. Jesus blessed some farmers and made the seeds they planted grow to full height immediately. So as they harvested the corn from the plants, King Herod walked past and asked if they'd seen Jesus. They said, yes, but not since we planted these seeds. So Herod goes away in disappointment. As I passed by a riverside, there as I did reign, an argument I chanced to hear twixt the carnal and a crane. I pray thee, said the carnal, just as the world do turn, before we had the Father, but now we had the Son. Oh, tell me, where does the Son come from? Where and from what place? He said to us in a manger, between an ox and ass. I pray thee, said the carnal, tell me before thou go, was not the mother of Jesus conceived by the Holy Ghost? Oh, she was the purest virgin, the cleanest from all sin. She was the handmaid of our Lord and the mother of our King. Oh, where is the golden cradle? Christ was rocked in. And where, oh, where are the silken sheets that Jesus was wrapped in? A manger was the cradle. Christ was rocked in. The provender the asses left, so sweetly he slept in. There was a star in David's land, in David's land appeared. And in King Herod's chamber, so bright it did shine there. The wise men they espied it, and told the king on high, 
A princely babe was born that a knight no king could ever destroy. If this be true, King Aaron said that you've been telling me. This roasted cock that's in the dish shall crow full fences three. Well, the cock's soon feathered and thrust and well by the work of God's own hand. Three times the roasted cock did crow in the dish where he did stand. Joseph, Jesus, Mary were traveling for the west. When Mary grew a tie and she might sit down and rest, they traveled further and further, the weather being so warm, until they came upon an husband man a sowing of his corn. Come, a husband man, cried Jesus. Throw all your seed away And carry home the ripened corn That you've been sowing this day But to keep your wife and your family From sorrow, grief and pain Keep Christ in your remembrance Till seed time comes again Why there come King Herod with his train so furiously Inquiring of the husband of man whether Jesus had passed by Well the truth it must be spoken and the truth it must be known For Jesus he passed by this way just as my seed was sown Ah but now I have it to repent and some laid in my wane Ready to fetch and carry into my barn again Turn back then, said the captain, our labor's all in vain Tis full three quarters of a year since he his seed has sown So Herod he was deceived by the work of God's own hand no further he proceeded into the Holy Land.
This is Fair Folk Footnotes, where I dig into the cultural archives and unearth the old-timey origins of things in popular culture. This week's footnote is about St. Nicholas, known in North America as Santa Claus. According to the legend, St. Nicholas was a bishop who was born in Turkey in the 4th century. He died on December 6th, which is the day his feast is now celebrated in Europe. The cult of St. Nicholas spread to Greece, Russia, southern Italy, and northern Europe in the Middle Ages. And by the 11th century, he was the most popular saint, aside from Jesus' mother, Mary. His folk tradition in the Middle Ages was various. He was associated with seafaring, because stories say when he was young, he took a pilgrimage to the Holy Land. Returning by sea, his ship was beset by a furious storm, which Nicholas miraculously calmed with his prayers. Because of this story and others like it, Europeans and coastal regions prayed to him for protection on the sea. Seafarers are actually largely responsible for spreading his popularity initially, not parents of small children. Reportedly, he had the ability to fight and bind demons, and to bring the dead back to life. He is also the patron saint of children, marriage, and fertility, and he was associated with the anonymous giving of gifts. One St. Nick story tells of three young women who were going to be sold into slavery because their parents had no money for their dowries. St. Nicholas, hearing about this, covertly tossed some coins into their shoes through an open window at night, and therefore solved their marriage problem. Monks at monastic schools in the Middle Ages would dress up as St. Nicholas and give sweets to the good children and beat the bad ones with a birch branch. Nowadays, in the Netherlands and Belgium, St. Nicholas arrives on a steamship from Spain and rides a white horse. He appears dressed as a Western European bishop, with a staff and a bundle of birch twigs. On the eve of his feast day, December 5th, Dutch children leave carrots, hay, or oats in their shoes for the horse, hoping to find gifts in the shoes the next day. They may receive gifts, or they may receive some of those birch boughs, a reminder of Sinterklaas's more violent past. In this next song, from French legend, three little children get lost while gleaning and happen upon a butcher's house. They knock on the door, and he invites them in, kills them, cuts them into little pieces, and salts them like pork meat, storing them in the salting tubs for seven years. Then St. Nicholas comes along, and the butcher invites him in. The butcher offers him food, but he says he will only have some of that meat that has been in the salting tub for seven years. The butcher, seeing he has been discovered, runs away in fear. This is La Légende de Saint-Nicolas by Anne Sylvester. Ils étaient trois petits enfants qui s'en allaient l'année au champ. Vert à passer chez le boucher, boucher voudrais-tu nous loger Entrez, entrez, petits enfants, il y a de la place assurément. Ils étaient trois petits enfants qui s'en allaient glaner au champ. Ils n'étaient pas si tôt entrés que le boucher les a tués, les a coupés en petits morceaux, mis au saloir comme pourceau. Ils étaient trois petits enfants qui s'en allaient glaner au champ. Saint Nicolas, au bout de sept ans, vint à passer devant ce champ. Elle a frappé chez le boucher. Boucher, voudrais-tu me loger Ils étaient trois petits enfants qui s'en allaient glaner au champ. Entrez, entrez, Saint Nicolas, pour de la place, il n'en manque pas. Il n'était pas si tôt entré qu'il a demandé à souper. Ils étaient trois petits enfants 
qui s'en allègue l'année en chant. Voulez-vous un morceau de jambon Je n'en veux pas, il n'est pas bon. Voulez-vous un morceau de veau Je n'en veux pas, il n'est pas beau. Ils étaient trois petits enfants qui s'en allèguent l'année au champ. Du petit salé, je veux avoir, qui a sept ans, qui est dans le saloir. Quand le boucher entendit ça, hors de la porte, il s'enfuya. Ils étaient trois petits enfants qui s'en allèguent l'année au champ. Boucher, boucher, ne t'enfuis pas, repends-toi, Dieu te pardonnera. Saint Nicolas alla s'asseoir dessus le bord de ce saloir. Ils étaient trois petits enfants qui s'en allèguent l'année au champ. Petits enfants qui dormaient là, je suis le grand Saint Nicolas. Et le grand Saint leva trois doigts, les petits se lèvent tous les trois. Ils étaient trois petits enfants qui s'en allèguent l'année au champ. J'ai bien dormi, le second dit, et moi aussi, et le troisième répondit, je me croyais au paradis. Ils étaient trois petits enfants qui s'en allèguent l'année au champ. Sometimes in medieval imagery, the Dutch Sinterklaas is shown taming a devil in chains, who is sometimes, but not always, black. This image then disappears from the 16th to the 19th centuries. In a book from 1850, however, a dark-complexioned man named Zwarte Piet arrives with Sinterklaas when he visits from Spain on December 6th. Zwarte Piet, which means Black Piet, is the companion of St. Nicholas, traditionally played by a white person in blackface, a curly wig, and hoop earrings. Earlier versions of Swatapit would dole out the famous birch branch beatings and threaten to steal children and bring them back to Spain with him, as Sinterklaas used to do. Swatapit is not uncontroversial in contemporary Netherlands. Some people say Piet became black by climbing down the chimney. Others say he developed from a demon blackened by the soot of hell. And still others say he represents Moorish slaves brought to the Netherlands from Spain in Holland's colonial past. It seems likely that Zwatapit is a combination of the demon in chains of medieval iconography and a Moorish slave or servant from Spain. Moreover, the Krampus figure from the Alps and surrounding regions is a clear analogue to Zwatapit's precursor, that medieval demon I mentioned earlier. In response to public outcry over the obvious racism in the representation of Zwatapit, Organizers of the Sinterklaas Parade in Amsterdam this year said they will refer to him as Chimney Pete and encourage attendees to streak their faces in imitation of soot rather than to paint them black. I personally find it fascinating to observe the gradual humanization of Swatapit from demon slave of the Punisher Saint Nicholas to human man with soot on his face. It shows the conscious adaptation of popular folklore to suit the needs of the public, which is really the best we can hope for. I think. Tak Vizan, or Thank You Song, is another Swedish song sung door to door by the Star Boys. The song gives thanks and refers to the Star of Bethlehem that Stephen saw. It closes by saying, All the world still lay and slept when Staffan through the wild woods stepped. Strong and dauntless, see him go to track the grim wolf through the snow. This is Triakel 
with Tak Vizen.
We are coming to the end of this episode of Fair Folk. As always, thank you very much for listening. Also, many thanks to Sofia Jench of Sweden, who shared all of her St. Stephen and Lucia Day stories and songs with me. If you have an idea for a Fair Folk topic or folklore to share, please email the show at fairfolkcast at gmail.com. This final carol, sung by Maddie Pryor and the Carnival Band, takes the form of a tragic lullaby dating from the 16th century, sung to a child soon to be lost, because King Herod has ordered all of the babies in Judea murdered, having heard the prophecy that Jesus was to be born. This is Coventry Carol. Oh,